Piper is planning an engagement party for Paige and Henry. Phoebe and Billy try to help Christy adapt to life among humans. A demon named Czar, a former member of the Triad, and another rebel demon plot against the Triad. They plan to send the Charmed Ones after the Triad. A lot of triads. Uh, good morning, everyone. We're back for episode 16. This is Engaged and Confused. Ryan, what did you think about this week's episode? I actually really enjoyed it, Rob. Really? Okay, why is that? This season, again, is so fresh because it's the least watched for me. I found myself even trying to remember what happened, and it felt like new old charms so it's still i don't know it gave me like this very happy um i don't remember what's going to happen and it's fresh and christy isn't as bad yet so yes i like it i like it or i'm holding on still to like the non rest of the episodes that are coming up (laughs) okay i thought the episode was pretty solid i will say that solid they're Definitely was story progression in this episode, which I liked. Uh, We were introduced to some new characters. Uh, Each storyline seemed to be somewhat interesting, so there wasn't really any dull moments. Uh, I didn't notice any horrible decision-making or obviousness to the, you know, Piper, she identified demons quicker (laughs) this time, you know? So the... There was a lot going on in this one, so I would say that this was solid. It was solid. Uh, How about that play, though? I want to say Piper doing a really great job at trying to make Paige's wedding perfect is what I want to see in our sisters, like, really embracing Paige's wedding. So her doing all this work for Paige's wedding and trying to make it perfect, Piper... You won the play of the week for planning a beautiful wedding for your sister. Awesome. I like that. That's nice. What about your play, Rob? <laughs> My play of the week goes to the two demon cops. I love this plan. I love this plan so much. I think it is so cool that they are dressed as, uh, you know, San Francisco finest and trying to deliver a message in the cleanest way possible. Uh, We'll get more into that scene later, but I just love how they tried to sneak this information in. (laughs) It was so funny. And then all of a sudden, the triad is back. Beware. And I was like, (laughs) it's so funny. It was so good. That actually was a delight, a really a delightful scene because it was played just like Rob said. And the whole thing at the end with the, oh, my God, get out. And, you know, I got to say this. So funny. Great, great pair. (laughs) All right, so let's talk about the MVP this week. I actually chose Phoebe. Okay, I was actually wondering who you were going to pick this week. It actually was really tough. At one point I was like, do I cop out and just say the Charmed Ones? Because I thought collectively they all did a wonderful job working together this week. Yes, I'm giving it to Phoebe just based on entertainment value throughout the episode, her interactions with Coop, 
uh, her immediate, like, I don't trust this guy. Let me figure out what's going on. You know, busting into his apartment, attacking and asking questions later. Her whole comedic stand at, at lunch at the cafe. <laughs> I, I just thought she did a great job this week. My MVP goes to her. I love what you said, Rob, because I agree. The sisters were on their game this week. I yes, really like. Right? How much they just, it was easy. It was, it flowed. They had a game plan. They, they went in and went out at the end and killed, well, what they thought they killed with the triad. I am thinking outside the box this week and I went with Henry. Oh, nice. Okay. Let me tell you. The fact that he was so understanding about the wedding rings at first, and he he was so concerned about Paige. And you know, anyone who loves my girl <laughs> is winning me over. So Henry, you really loving Paige. And I'm tar- sorry, that moment with Wyatt with the cake just sealed the deal for me when he let oh yeah Wyatt, yeah oh my god i wonder it. if he ad-libbed that being that Wyatt was being you know partly mischievous or <laughs> was that in the script for them to kind of have this playful cake moment together because i think he was definitely supposed to escort him into the wedding but i wonder if the cake thing was like meant to be or or if it was you know a mistake but either way it was a really nice moment and he was good adorable yeah that I love that he was so good with ki- future Paige. Look at his future, how good he'll be with kids. <laughs> also, did you happen to add anyone to your long list of hot men? It's raining men! Oh, my brother David, by the way, is going to kill me for this. But no, you're horrible. I'm so done with you right now. I cannot believe you. What is wrong with you? We'll talk about it when we get to it. Okay, I'm over this. I've added someone. Let's start this episode. Engaged and Confused. Air date was February 26, 2006. This was written by uh, Janine Renshaw and directed by Stuart Gillard. Henry Mitchell, Ivan Sergei is back. We have Czar, our Demon of the Week, Larry Cedar, with J.D. Cullum as our Demon, and Marnette Patterson back as Christy Jenkins. And new to the show is Victor Webster as Coop, amongst the triad. Paige and Henry's cold feet put their engagement in jeopardy. Meanwhile, a demon kidnaps Christy in order to lure the Charm Ones into attacking the Triad and prevent them from taking over the Underworld. So, Rob, I'm still laughing over before. That heart cake that Piper was making for Paige, this is what I mean. Piper was even making heart cakes. Yes, it was for an engagement party. It kind of got a little more elevated when Paige decided to make it a wedding. This is the Piper I want to see with Paige. I don't think any charmy no like doesn't figure that I feel like the sisters don't really treat her as good as they could a lot of times. So this is one of those moments that shine for me that she really does love her sister. Yeah. Maybe no, I think that's nice. She reminds us that, you know, she's a chef at heart. Yes, so yes. it was nice for her to get back into the kitchen, do what she loves. Yeah, I love that. And the other thing is I could see you picking Phoebe for MVP because her 
going through her closet. It's come for full circle for her. This was her going through Prue's closet for clothes. She's giving clothes to the next generation. Like she's passing down this and a big sister moment. I love that this is what she's doing, but I'm sad that it's for someone who doesn't appreciate it. But I, I love that very moment of her being like this big sister. Try this on, try that on. Oh, even like a necklace later. So sweet. So sweet. Where were they going with her in that lingerie? I'm just trying to figure out what future party they were going to with this outfit. Like that was on the top of the queue. Let's make sure she tries this on with some heels. Where were they going? Who is this girl? Who's this girl? That's what I want to know. Who is this girl? Because I was like... Yeah, they're trying uncle, and it's just funny. They matched it with her saying, "Yeah, we're gonna go to lunch later." And I'm like, "In this, what is happening?" At first, I thought it was like a slip or something. I don't know, but then, yeah, I think it was like a laundry. But Charmies let us know what this was. Maybe they were like, "Christy, you were raised in a cave for 15 years. This is the ideal look. It's comfort." I I, I don't get it either. I really don't, Rob. So we started the episode with uh, Piper on the phone. They're already talking about the engagement party. So at this point, we already know that Paige has told the sisters about their engagement. Do you think... Over there! Right now? Right now? Okay. All right. We're doing this right now. Okay. Right when I'm sharp, too. She's got us. You are going to love this. That's not the quote. I'm just <laughs> predicting. Like, oh, no. <laughs> Did you know it takes 15 to 20 seconds for a person to die after their heart's been damaged? And since that time is almost up, from the bottom of my heart, I thank you for yours. Oh, snap. Is someone calling? No, no. Okay, this is a witch, a witch, a witch. Okay, let me work through this. I remember Paige calling for her heart, but that is not it. In her first episode, when she was the sort under the source source's control, and I know it is not Tuatha. <laughs> she only had snake powers. Snake powers. <laughs> oh my God, Rob! Witch Watcher, she's got me. She's she, got me. Did she get you though? It's Tuatha. It was Tuatha! She needed three hearts for the spell. Of course she was removing hearts out there. Snake powers. She has more than snake powers. It's your girl, Tuatha. Baby, that's the episode we should have recapped. The most hated episode for me. Oh my god, so she was collecting hearts. That's right. (laughs) Snake power. You're horrible. All right. So this week is Tuatha. I think she's one of the baddest bitches in this show. And I love from the non-conforming, you know, old school wear of a witch, you know, showing the bosom and the, you know, the fruffy hair. She did not care. She was on her own path. The woman was ruthless. And I think, again, one of the most one of the villains who has killed the most people in a single episode i just you know everybody you know don't sleep on her i think she is a heavy threat 
It just sucks that her demise was met by a very boring and not cue it, Rob. A not a fleshed out character, unfortunately. Die, die. <laughs> Leave him alone. He was doing his thing. Die. <laughs> like the one idea is cool. To Watha, thank you. We we love you. <laughs> All right, so back to the episode. That tickles so, me. Again, we're we're at a point where uh, the sisters already know about the engagement. Are you cool with the fact that uh, Paige has broken the news about her engagement to the sisters and we did not get to see the scene? Yes, Rob, actually. You're okay with that? No, I'm upset that we... Um... I'm upset that we didn't get to see it. I really am. This is why you always, you do always ask the best questions. One of our I charmies do. said that. I do. Um, And yes, because I would have loved to have seen that moment, but I, I get it. This is a rush job. Again, we're marrying everyone off before the end of the, the season. So, but yes, I would have loved to have seen their reactions. I would have loved to have seen Piper's reaction. Phoebe's yeah I, I agree what about you do you feel like we were robbed or would you, are you okay with it I mean I get it. It, it it's okay for what it is but I wouldn't say we were robbed but it would have been nice to have a moment like that uh, I'm, but then I'm also trying to think back on did we get reaction shots of the other engagements in this show um, and I'm, I can't really recall at the moment if they, I mean, I know the pregnancy was definitely a yeah. reaction shot. Did Phoebe have a reaction with engage? Did she announce an engagement? I can't remember. I, maybe they just don't do that in the show, but, uh, maybe it would have been nice. Wasn't hers to Cole very nonchalant because it was like drawing something and she's like, Cole asked me to marry him. And she walked out of the the scene or that's something right like it's that. always done in a shock like oh my god somebody yeah. wants to marry me it wasn't like a happy moment and that's the other thing too is that this was actually a authentic happy moment like to them it was the right time and it you know should be celebrated and so yeah it kind of sucks that Paige didn't break it to them and it would have been nice to her flash the ring or do a little sassy way of just telling them I don't know it would have been cool I could picture her saying, it's not a big deal, but I'm getting <laughs> <Yeah>. married. <laughs> so Christy, Phoebe, and Billy are at the cafe. And Christy eats a large piece of chicken with her hands to discuss to the disgust of the other patrons. And ends up setting it on fire. As Phoebe leaves, she bumps into a strange man, but doesn't notice until Billy points this out. Two cops or so it seems, come to the manor. They act strangely, telling Piper that they are beings she thought were dealt with that are now back. Christy uses her telepathy and lets Piper know the cops are really demons. The shorter of the two cops warns the girls the triad has returned. Christy vanquishes the taller demon and the other demon fades out. Okay, so I have a lot with this scene, but let's talk about the cafe for one. Yes. Phoebe with her remark, okay, utensils. I just love that line. I thought that was funny. She's had it. She's watched her for so long. Like, Christy obviously doesn't get that people are, like, disgusted, if not weirded out about how she's eating this chicken. But here's my thing. 
what kind of triad organization are Amen. they running? Are they run- upper, upper level demons with the finest of robes, the riches of quarters in their caves? And you mean to tell me that they do not have dignified meals with utensils? Help me out here. The scene previous to this one you saw the shorter demon eating slop with the spoon i mean they are not all (laughs) savages okay they have spoons in the underworld and they obviously know how to eat i want to know what they were doing with christy to where she has to eat like some barbarian who's never you know okay look she didn't go to refined school but that's one thing they she was raised by three men that's what it must have been. You cannot tell me they Christie. could not tell her how to eat with a freaking fork before you send her out into the charm one's lives. This is disgusting. And I just was like, just because she was held against her will doesn't mean they like treated her like a dog. It- they must have, Rob. They must have treated her so badly. That's where she get that stank face from. She so never was allowed <laughs> Let's not teach her how to eat, but yeah, let's make sure she has not one bit of acne on her face, right? Yeah, let's take her to the dentist twice a year to make sure those pearly whites don't get right. I didn't think of that. But they don't teach her how to eat. Like, they're not, like, that's the thing. They're not keeping her against her. It's just the weirdest thing Maybe she she did not learn how to eat. Is she playing us all? Because I'm going to tell you. The, there's some scenes when she's talking to the demons, and I thought, wait, is she really smarter than everyone involved here? And she's really playing it really good that she didn't even know how to, <laughs> she didn't even know how to eat. But then I thought, no, I know what they're trying. But to me, I thought that for a minute because, right, how could she talk, talk normal to these demons and all this and then put a whole chicken in her mouth i don't know <laughs> it's weird i know this if i was an extra though sitting there i'd be staring at that camera all the whole time <laughs> i just couldn't resist i wouldn't resist if i was you know because you're supposed to stare at them but then it's like i'd be looking at that camera i'm just too close to the camera i'd be waving <laughs> messing up their set and then we meet kooby kooby kooby's on the show now i'm so excited yes he is on my hot man freaking meter what is wrong with you? Okay, let me... This is the moment, everybody. He is hot this... as balls. What is wrong with he you? Re- he is. He is. And originally, when I watched this show, yes, he would have definitely gone on. And again, my brother David, this is his favorite charmed man, I think. But everybody, I'm going with the long game. And I saw what the future future brought us with this gentleman this sounds terrible but his character his character names rhymes with how he looks now you're whatever what do you mean now <laughs> i didn't i send you a picture like a few like a month or two ago well, so um, he's on oh my he's god on, he's on fort salem i thought mm. he looked fine i mean he's clearly got wrinkles on his face but no I'm it's not-, not that no it's not that it's like I don't know. To me, he did not age well. But you're he supposed to judge out, the person out. today. Oh. oh. Well, see, it's weird because I could see past Brian Leo's, like, rink- like I, I don't know. He looks fine to me still. He's weathered. Very well loved, that man. But I don't know. Something about Coop, I'm like, You're supposed eh. to judge from this point in his life, not the whole life. 
<laughs> all right. All right. Well, he, I'll see before we end this series if he wins me over. Because let me tell you, his tactics didn't didn't do it for me this week. Maybe next week. We'll get into that because I do have something about that, too. We get a really nice moment with the sisters, uh, Piper and Paige, as they talk about marriage, having cold feet, and that Piper went through the same thing. And what I like about this scene, which, you know, doesn't necessarily happen too often in real life, but when we choose to keep a lot of our insecurities to ourselves and not really trust and confess some of these things no matter how big or small to the closest people you know others you know will tend to put so much pressure on themselves because everyone around them seems to be doing just fine and not experiencing the same thing and so i think if people opened up to one another they would understand that some of the feelings people have are very valid and normal because other people have them i mean this is why therapy is always referenced and um suggested because it's nice to hear somebody else say that they've either gone through the same thing or it's a common thing that they hear amongst other people Mm. but the point is that you are not the only one feeling this and so it was nice that piper admitted to these things and that it gave them a reason to relate and bond even more on something as common as cold feet and so i thought that was really nice Uh, But she also says that her and Henry have been fighting over every little thing. Who do you think in this relationship would win most of the arguments? Uh, I think Paige, because Henry seems to be the one that would just, he just loves her so much that at the end of the day, he would just be like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I, I guess his ways would end the argument, but would they win the argument? I think Henry would win the arguments more. I think he has more of a level head to him as far as comes with like relation. Oh yeah. Issues. I think he has more of a level head on things. And it's funny because his sort of bad boy routine from his first appearance has sort of just disappeared. Like he's not as Thank like, God you know, bro about it and macho. I mean, he's a very sensitive soul, but the pranks are kind of gone a little bit. He's still pretty jokey, but just how like, ma'am, you know, you don't want your pretty self to be in danger. You know, like all of that has suddenly just disappeared. I think if he still had that same mentality, he would definitely be losing a lot of arguments because Paige would have to teach him how to be a, you know, a sensitive guy. But I think Henry would win most of these arguments. You're right. And and again, great point about how different he is now in some ways. But you know what I think it is? He loves Paige so much that it it made him grow up. Yeah. I think no, his yeah. priorities snapped maybe. And he kind of just was like, this is the woman that's going to do it. I want to be better for her. Not that he was bad, but yeah, he did have more of a swagger. <laughs> Okay, so I just want to dissect this demon attack for a second. So they had to dress up as cops and then send code words and key words to allude to the triad. Does that mean that the triad are watching? Um, Mm -hmm. They can detect when 
they're you know going to reveal them if they hear their name is it like google search or something like oh i heard my name they get a google alert and then they like so i didn't understand that is that what's going on like the triad is watching if they said it took two more times they might appeared (laughs) um uh yeah that's the idea that i got but i also thought maybe because they know that christy might be like a in on it possibly Okay, so then the other thing was is that because of all this secrecy, the demons still decide to say the triad is back. I would have just been like, tell them, like, lead with that. But then... The paper written. The triad. (laughs) But then the demon attacks. And I don't understand why that was the next move. I don't don't understand what that meant. Because if they're trying to deliver a message, not to say that they're on the same side as the charmed ones, but I just was like... You're you're a demon giving a warning, which means you want to help them, but then you have the other demon attacking all of a sudden. It just was a weird play. That's the part that threw me as well. I noticed that, but maybe he wanted it to look like that. I, I yeah, I, I didn't get it. Like a look attack that he was they weren't good, but weird. Yeah, I agree. When Phoebe was at the restaurant back at that time again, when she threw that money and ran. oh my god i loved it (laughs) now i looked specifically for her to throw the money i don't know if it was a blink or miss it moment i think she set the money on the table she was (laughs) definitely in a hurry but yeah she was like you can handle this i'm done being embarrassed like i still have a reputation like i I can't be seen with (laughs) y'all bye-bye but here's the thing when the chicken caught on fire their reaction is what got everybody looking at them it wasn't they could have calmly covered that up without people noticing it's their reaction that got everybody's attention but yeah she could not wait to get out of there she was like yeah you guys deal with this i i'm not gonna be seen with this but these were some nosy ass people yeah but i mean i get it i i i probably would look a few times too to see what would that crazy woman was eating that chicken with but they should have said it something like wow that chicken's really still hot huh (laughs) <laughs> That's why I was waiting for Phoebe to say some kind of corny joke. There is this also a moment when Billy notices that Coop was checking out Phoebe. I like that this girl, again, is looking out for Phoebe in, in, in some ways. But I also like, Rob, that Phoebe didn't immediately fawn like her character normally would over a hot guy. You well, know, this like. would have definitely shown desperation. If it's like, ooh, a guy who found me hot, let me go talk. <laughs> you know, yeah. She was like, if it's meant to be, we'll run each other again. Didn't even notice. Right. She's chill. Right. Might as well keep her in this mode while we have her because, you know, the moment she starts going back about her child, we're not going to get any help from her. So she's in game mode right now. Let's keep her there. No distractions. It's either that or the column. Oh my God. Don't mention either one, please. <laughs> the man from the cafe comes to Phoebe's apartment. Oddly, his key is able to open her door. Weird. 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 You could have just knocked and been a neighbor. I don't understand this, but go on. He claims to live in the unit below Phoebe's. Ooh. Phoebe is suspicious. Shortly after, a demon in a triad robe shimmers in and takes Christy. Because she says she could dress herself. See what happens, Christy, when you do too much? No, but uh, what did you think about that little dig about, oh, you've been raised by demons. What do you know? And I'm like, I oh didn't like I didn't that. Was like so that. rude. <laughs> I mean... 
it's fun. it was funny, but it was rude. I agree. I especially this girl has done nothing at you know to you. So yeah, it's not her fault. She was raised and not able <laughs> to eat with utensils. Yeah. <laughs> Christy is now in the hands of Czar. But the Charmed Ones are after the triad. Piper thinks that they may be, that there may be an, an attempt on the sisters' lives. Phoebe breaks into the strange, man apart, strange man's apartment and sees that no one lives there. That would have freaked me out, too. She goes back to her room and finds him there. He surprises her, and he tr- she tries to attack him. But he flashes a large ring and freezes Phoebe. And everybody... I know they probably wanted to go for a different look from Piper's, but this looked terrible. She kind of just got blurry. And when they did that pan out shot of her kicking and him holding her leg, what is this, by the way, Cole and her at college again meeting? Yeah, it looks so fake. I was going to say, I was like, it's funny how she gets frozen mid mid kick. Exactly how it was when she met Cole, and he even admires her leg, let alone calf. So definitely a callback to when she met her future, uh, you know, future husband. So, I mean, this is clearly a heavy foreshadow of exactly who he's going to be, because the meet cute is exactly the same way. So Cole actually sent him from the underworld to save his soul and defeat save Phoebe's love life. And he said, meet her and grab her leg. That's what this woman likes. He says he's a Cupid and he invites her to call him Coop. Don't you love how that works out? She says <laughs> the elders sent him to help her find love. Rob, what do you think about this Cupid? I think that I kind of like, well, I know how you feel about this Cupid's looks, but going back to our original Cupid that Phoebe met all the way back in season two, I liked their chemistry from that one episode. I mean, yes, it was young Phoebe. I don't mind this Cupid. I think that both Cupid's are falling under the same sort of personality trait of being very pompous, very sure of themselves. You know, he goes, you passed by me and didn't even notice me and you know, I look good. So you're resisting. Like it's her issue because it's not me. I'm clearly the hot one. So something's going on with you. That's like saying, you know, women always claim that men are gay when they don't check them out. That's exactly what was going on here. It's a very reassuring thing that they are just that confident in their skill level. And because they're so sure of themselves, you know, they, they are just psychoanalyzing them and immediately just declaring, um, you know, their diagnosis on them and, and just having it be that that's it. So I like that. They didn't change that. He's, he's very pompous. Does he come off sort of egotistical or arrogant? Not yet. Not yet. Uh, But again, the tactics, the way he entered the apartment, not cool. Not, I didn't like that. And, and just him just sort of appearing in her apartment, I get that he's a magical being and she'll clearly understand once he tells her who he is, but you don't just show up in people's apartments and expect them not to react. I mean, he punches her or she, I'm sorry. She punches. (laughs) Yeah. She punches him and it's a, and it's a natural reaction to a man who's not supposed to be in her place. I just don't know what he thought, what she was going to do just because he's in there. So, so far his tactics are a little off. I am glad it wasn't 
prolonged and it was this mystery of him yeah. just being creeping around the corner. But yeah, yeah, his he could have knocked. He could have knocked. Yeah. I, I, I don't like his lines. I don't think his delivery on, you know, telling her what he's doing and what she's doing. All of that was just wrong. So he's got a little bit to learn right now. But I agree. I'm glad he's here. I love this character. So just quickly again, Billy, very happy to see Coop be the one that broke into the apartment with the key. Well, stumbled in because his key magically worked. So she's got she's got Phoebe's back again. And this also in between, I feel like there was a scene with Henry and Paige shopping for the rings, Rob, before our next scene. And again, this is when he was so understanding. And when he heard demons, he was so concerned for Paige. Uh, it's love. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. And it was nice. He didn't make a huge deal about, you know, the demons attacking and stuff. And so it's just like, if you say you're cool, then I'm cool. No extra stress from me. Uh, I do like that. And I think just before that, you know, Paige wanted to help. And then Piper was like, no, 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 no. You got to do it. Your man. And <sighs> she goes, <laughs> the party's on, dude. And then Paige goes, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that was I like great. That. I thought that was that funny. Was great. Uh, Paige and Henry talking about sort of the little things, the toothpaste cap and the snoring. And, you know, Henry says, well, I don't like that you squeeze from the middle. I am a heavy proprietor on this. Ever since I was a teen, I learned that you do not squeeze from the middle. You squeeze from the bottom of the tube mm -hmm. to make sure you get all of it. People do not let these corporations get you. Okay. This is how they get you because you're not getting your full worth of toothpaste in each bottle. Don't let them get you. And I'm going to tell you another thing. This is what I learned. So, you know, those toothpaste commercials, right? Yeah. And most commercials, you're supposed to make everything like shine and be vibrant and jazz it up and just make it look very presentable. This could be with any meal, any product, whatever the case may be. Now, with toothpaste, it's a thing. When you see the toothpaste being squeezed out, they cover up the entire brush, right? With toothpaste. And it has got a little curl and it just looks yeah, like it's, it's a just little tail. smooth. Yeah, so the whole brush is is covered. I thought that that is the amount that you needed in order to. Yeah, I, yes, I agree thoroughly. Right, that is not the case. Any no. dentist will tell you that you only need to put a dab on the edge of the brush, and that is enough for you to brush your teeth with. You do not need to cover the whole brush. What that does in that commercial is it makes you use more, so you run out quicker to buy more toothpaste. Don't let the man get you, people. Matter of fact, you can get one of those little key things that go in the bottom and you could squeeze it. Exactly. Like a, yeah. Like a little, yeah, vice. I love that. That's so true, Rob, because I used to do that as a, a kid, teen, too. And then you're like, wait, it's like a pea size amount, they say, right? Or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So. You actually don't need that much for your mouth. So, yeah, I, I am, am so agree. Do not squeeze from the middle. That's red <laughs> flags. Okay. That's a red flag. <laughs> so Chrissy goes back to get dressed and the demon is hiding first of all I love the idea of him wearing a triad robe because yes. my first reaction was like why do you have to dress up to go and kidnap her but it's to pretend that the triad did it yeah I love that I thought that was great plus Christy got knocked the fuck out 
Oh my God. She got hit so hard. She flew through the bed, hit the two bands. Broke the bed. That was a punch. I like, and it was backhanded. Like (laughs) when you, I'm trying to remember if he had rings on. Like this woman got knocked. Oh my God. But here's the thing. This is what I don't understand. Let's, let me get knocked out that hard. And then she is like romance novel leaning on his chest while they disappear. I would have been knocked out. My body weight would have, you would have had to carry my head. My mouth would have been open. Like I would not look like that after getting hit that hard. Did you see how, I think she was still standing. How did she have the strength to stand on her own? I don't know. Maybe he was carrying her a little bit off the ground. She was raised by demons, Rob. She eats with her hands. She's a strong woman. (laughs) I was very confused how she was just sensually laid on his chest after being knocked out like that. I was like, no, we, no, you wouldn't need two arms to carry me. I like that was fake. She's like, I am beautiful. Even in knocked, even when I'm passed out. Billy repeatedly tries the, to call a lost witch spell to retrieve Christy, but in vain. Christy burns away the bindings of her hands and burns up one of the demons holding her prisoner. Okay, so we show a lot of power in this with yeah. her pyrokinesis in this scene, right? But did you see how angry she got? She was like, you don't know who you're dealing with. I'm like, this isn't a Christy I knew five minutes ago. Where is this attitude coming from? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, angry much. So she is powerful enough to break this barrier. She kills one of the demons and she's about to vanquish Czar as well. And then when Billy's spell at last summons her, she, you know, she's charging with her hair all fucked up. I don't know how she would have got out of that. I was like, Christy, what's why you got an angry look on your face? Like, chill out. But she, you she know, also had soot on her face, Rob. She was all yeah. awful of dirt. Her hair was all, yeah. She was she, mad as hell. She was charging. Okay, so last we see that Christy goes downstairs. She summons the triad in the conservatory and warns them that someone is impersonating them. So this is the moment we find out that Christy has been fooling the charmed ones in Billy and that she's been working side by side with the triad all along. Okay. So with this particular reveal, what do you think? Was it a great twist? I, do you like the fact that she is evil? At least at this moment, she's working with the, the bad guys. What do you think about this uh, reveal? Okay, so I believe originally, Rob, I kind of was a little suspicious of her just because she was raised by demons. And I kept saying, where is this going to go? Where is this going to go to end the series? But yes, after this episode, I would have loved for her to be an innocent, honestly, because I love the way that even Billy was showing as a sister how how... You know, it's a show about sisters, so I would have loved if she was able to save her. They raised her, and then they did... Oh, God, I can't believe I'm saying this, but did have them go off as this duo of of good, let's just say. Because I think that would have been... I mean, it it might take away a little of the Charmed legacy, but long story short, there's parts that I was like, wow, like the eating with the hands and little moments with when she's pretending, I guess we find out, to be good... 
that I'm like, okay, this might have been better. That maybe this last season would have been viewed a little better if this played a little differently. But it is a great twist. <laughs> so th- th- this is kind of what I was thinking about earlier just knowing who she really is or what she's doing and i was like do you i wonder if she is like in total agony having to pretend to be like oh my god i don't know what to dress and let's do a makeover and lingerie eat in the cafe like i wonder if she even enjoys any of that type of bonding i know that she really wants billy like she feels like she's on a rescue mission but at the same time, like, you wonder if she has that mental capacity of just, like, ew, cutesy stuff, gross. You know? Like, would she rather be wearing, you know, sweats and stuff instead Leather. of, like, this? Yeah. So I just wonder if she was, like, in agony just going through the motions of, like, ooh, let's play sisters and makeover and, you know. But the other thing, too, is, is that the innocent and naive part of it all, too her eating chicken with her hand is that part of the plan not to like oh my god if you ate with the fork that means you're working with the triad like do you like what do you think about that like was she on purpose doing that or does she really not know how to eat with the fork that's what i was like thinking earlier rob like i was saying like could it be just an all a ruse because let me tell you you just made me remind me of fred from angel like billy should have been in a burlap bag raised you know how she was raised on that planet i mean that planet that demon whatever realm and that's almost like what they were trying to go for but i think she was playing i think she was playing the game because there's no way there's no way that they made her well maybe they did they made her eat this chicken off like the floor in that dungeon use your hands like what what yeah what would be the point of that just extra torture for her (laughs) yeah it was really weird so i mean she's she's playing this role you know but then it also goes back to her being all super silent in the beginning i'm just like girl just get on with it like what are you doing like you're trying to yeah what what was all i don't know i well i mean look i understand that she had to play the role of not knowing what was going on maybe this is to make sure to keep the secret that the triad is even alive at this yeah. moment. So I'm guessing that's what it was, but I, yeah, this whole naive, innocent thing. I, but notice how once us, the audience knows that she's like fooling everyone, all her speech patterns, the way that <sighs> yeah. she talks, all of that changes, goes out the window. All of a sudden she's saying coherent senses. Like she's been there the whole time. Did you notice that shift? That so I gotta say too I did and I give this actress more credit than I think I gave her in the past because she did actually fool me uh, even though I know what happened but she she fooled me really well with her her playing naive like I would have wanted to like to like uh, you know take care of her in that sense like oh my god you know let me take you so uh, yeah she did really good actually this game plan is great and it takes a turn i think but this is okay so far i i think that there was already suspicions to be fair and i think that if prue were alive she would have she would have already said it out loud like christy is could be evil like we need to continue to investigate her like i don't trust her just yet that's me um so 
yeah, that's where I'm at. Cool. I but I I don't think it's a huge surprise, but the reveal I think was a nice way the way that it was shot. I like how they did that. Well, this is why Paige Rob is a great Prue substitute because I think she was coming to some kind of conclusion, Paige, because she said, "Why did they take the way she said about they they why did they take Christy and not kill her or something like that?" The way they she worded it made me think that she was on to something. Like maybe there's more to Christy than we're thinking. So she did say that, and then it was like nothing was ever brought up again. So I was like, hmm. The Triad suspects Czar and vanquishes him. Billy has tracked the Triad to the magic school and the Charmed Woman's orb there. Phoebe draws their fire, and with a fireball in flight, Piper freezes the room. Paige orbs one of the Triad members into the path of the fireball, and he is destroyed. Piper blows up a second one, and the third shimmers to the underworld. Leo, however, is not returned to Piper's disappointment. So they're really waiting for instant... They, the way they word this is like, oh, as soon as this happens, the Angel of Destiny is gonna <laughs> get her immediately. The surviving triad members appears to Christy and tells her that she must now act alone to unite with the ultimate power. They look at Billy, by the way, everyone. They don't actually look at her. Like, Christy even says the word Billy as if she didn't know that she was the ultimate power. Like, let's just make sure the audience knows what's going on. So one thing before you start, Ryan, I want to talk about in this particular scene that we didn't kind of talk about in the other was they are having uh, Christy and the triad are having this full conversation in the conservatory and just sort of discussing what's going on, the plan and why czar is probably the one, you know, doing all of this because (laughs) he used to be a former member. I just want to say that, Tell me you have a huge house without telling me you have a huge house. And that's having a full-blown conversation in one of the biggest rooms of the manor. And not one person hears this. Not one. Nobody knows that this woman has three grown-ass men in a conservatory just chatting it up. One of them even got loud. And none of them heard that they were in there. And it's just like, your house is too big okay it's too big i can't with houses that huge i gotta know what's going on in every freaking room if i hear anything i gotta know it's too big (laughs) but yeah what courage not having the power to defeat them to you just coming into the house like it ain't nothing yeah i agree i always love when you mention how big these houses are because i would not have the balls to to shimmer into their their house and literally have that conversation like you said uh, uh, amazing amazing and then at what appears to be at their engagement party Paige and henry marry by the way really quickly i love the whole fight scene with the girls and the triad i love how on their game like we mentioned earlier they were everyone was in place everyone knew what they were doing and then i love that this is because they are a trio they both mention you take one out weakens the collective Paige mentions it and then one of the triads mentioned it as well I do love that Paige mentions how did Cole do it originally? And then Paige is one of these characters that actually mentions Leo a few times. Like she's 
really invested in getting Leo back. And I believe it when Paige says that. So I do enjoy, again, that Paige really incorporated herself in this family. I mean, of course, at this point, we know this. But even Leo so means so much to her that she always mentions Leo, even in um, her own wedding day. Billy said it too, you know, because yeah, Piper says, we're, we're going to get your sister back at all costs, no matter what. And then, you know, Billy turns around and says, we're going to get Leo too. So it's just a reminder that it's not all about her. And so I'm glad that Billy also said it. But yeah, you're right about Paige. Also, Phoebe in Wyatt and Chris's room. I love that she always ends up in her nephew's room. And so it's a little moment, but... <laughs> but Kofi scares her. He's like, hey... <laughs> I thought that was so funny. He's, I don't know if that's just being playful or if he's just being annoying. I just thought that was, it's so out of character. It's like, why would a Cupid want to do that? But he just, I just think it's funny the way he's scared. (laughs) Well, you know what? Maybe she'll find it charming in the long run. (laughs) A few things with Paige's wedding. First off, Piper wants her to possibly wear her dress which i think is adorable piper's finally become that (laughs) like she's like this big sister now that she's like almost like a mother like you know a surrogate mother i feel like you want to use my wedding dress um and but they're gonna conjure one for Paige. so do you think that was personal game rob uh not really i mean if it's a dress that was made out of thin air. I don't think she's going to like use it to make money or sell it or anything like that. I just think it's an outfit that could easily just be, you know, destroyed or, or, you know, you know, like get rid of at the end. So it's just for an evening. I, I don't think it falls under that. Uh, I'm sure, you know, they've washed dishes with telekinesis before, so it's not a big deal. <laughs> it just That's be different true. if, you know, they were in wedding photos or anything like that. That would be personal gain. Uh, so, okay, that that makes me feel better. And I do love that Paige says she can't believe this is happening. It felt like a really real moment, not only for the character, um, but I, I felt her in that moment. She's like, wow, I'm really getting married. Because I, I said a few times on this show, I always felt that Paige was going to be that one character that was always single. And I really loved, not that I wanted her to be whatever alone, but... Um, but I liked that she was independent. I liked that she didn't. But Henry won me over. So, But I, I agree. I feel like this character would be shocked that she gets married. And then my only other thing is I remember in Rose's book, Brave, that she mentions that she had her wedding on Charmed before a wedding in real life. And it kind of like she didn't enjoy that. She didn't enjoy, which is, I mean, it's to break the magic of the the, the whole thing. But I guess it feels like it almost like, took away from her real life wedding, but she got divorced anyway. So what does that matter? No, I'm just- <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, some people get their first kisses on set with a boy that they don't even like. And yeah, that, that whole moment is gone when it could have been like a real boyfriend who, you know, so. True. So back to the conversation, <laughs> you know, one. Okay. So I think it was the older one he was the one on the right so the triad member on the right this man looked like he had like a red popsicle before he started the scene because his lips were so red compared to the rest of his face please go back and look at this i i don't know what it is hopefully it's not like a health thing or you know because of his age or something like that because then i'd feel really really bad but i was just like these lips were so red it was so funny so 
Billy is seen with the computer on her lap researching and sort of doing all of these things while they're coming up with a plan for the triad and trying to find, you know, them or whatever. This computer looked like a straight up cardboard prop. Like it didn't look like a real computer at all. I don't know if you guys noticed this because I know that sometimes they'll cover up the Apple logo to, you know, whatever. But looking deeper into this computer, it just looked fake. It looked like that you couldn't even type on it. I have to look back now because I didn't even pay attention. It just looked like a paperweight to to me. It looked like a paperweight to me. I don't know. Um, (laughs) So the fight with the triad, again, like you said, great fight. I love this. Their plan worked. And, you know, they were like, it's kind of dicey. And it's like, dicey's all we've got. We got to go in there and just do it. Right. So. Dude who left the circle to chase after one of them. Horrible. I cannot believe they fell for right. that. They should know right. better that they work best together. They just talked about a collective. So it was weird that, and I wonder if the plan would have worked if one of them didn't run away. Like Phoebe could have ran and just been running for her own health and nobody would have chased her. What would they have done? You know? And I knew what the plan was so i was like which fireball are they going to freeze it was just like what's gonna happen but i liked all of that i liked all of that but the thing that got me was piper she only took three blasts to kill one of the most powerful evil beings in the charm verse three blasts that means her powers clearly have elevated since you know which episode but three blasts that's it is is the amount of an energy ball of belthazar you know what rob that's a great point um i do think it was what they said that the collective power i think it's almost they're very avatar like in this sense that the three of them become so weakened because i guess they share the power that i think it was that her power boost but plus that they were weakened gotcha that makes sense. That makes sense. So there's only one left. They didn't last, but how many episodes? Three? <laughs> Three? Yeah. Powerful beings, my ass. Like, okay. So the triad came and went. There you have it. We have Christy, who's on her own now. But here's my thing. This one triad member has the power to freeze all three charmed ones, plus the ultimate power. Mmm. <laughs> Help me out here on how this was a fair fight earlier. Why didn't we just freeze these bitches earlier? <laughs> and I'm surprised that the ultimate power is able to freeze from. Yeah. A, like, so I don't understand exactly at this particular moment what the ultimate power is and what they can do. But it is revealed that Billy this entire time is considered the ultimate power. I think a lot of people assume that Christy was the ultimate power, but then. There was this key to the ultimate power thing. I remember figuring out that Billy was the ultimate power before they revealed it. I think it was quite obvious who it was. And just with Billy's elevated power, the projection and all of this, it was clear that she was the ultimate power. And I think that I was pissed off before they revealed it. I'm like, oh, God, now it's actually true. My theory was right, and I'm not happy about it. I'm not happy about this. I hate that she's Mm -mm. the ultimate power. Wyatt was supposed to be the ultimate power. They could have really gone another season going after that baby. And I think that would have been so cool to see Wyatt sort of use his powers a little bit more. But 
Billy's the ultimate power. So here we go. I, 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 I have a lot of thoughts about that too, Rob. I, I don't know what to say about it. It's very disappointing how they, the turn of events that they decided to do with this. I think they could have made them a threat without saying that they were the ultimate power. I could, they could have just made it that right place, right time, sneak attack. She's this inside, you know, player that's waiting to be activated. The ultimate power I could have done without. So maybe this was part of the plan. I hope that they say something about this in later episodes, but with the triad being able to freeze the entire room, he could have easily killed a charmed one. What I think is going on is that the triad is brainwashing Christy and thinking that the charmed ones are enemies, but not ones that need to be killed. Does that make sense? So it's right. like, Christy is agreeing that the triad has more sense and more knowledge about who's the good and bad guy in the situation. And our mission is to go and get Billy. But if the triad kills a charmed one, then I guess Christy will not be convinced that they're good. I, I, I don't know. Like, why do you think that the triad didn't want to kill a charmed one in this moment? It makes no sense to me because they could have gotten it over with. But I just wonder if Christy is like, all I want is my sister. I don't want anybody else to get hurt. Yada, yada, yada. Maybe I like, I wonder if Christy is in that sort of mode of like, you know, I, I want to go through with this plan, but I don't want anybody to get hurt. You know, from what I remember, I think it gets worse from here. And I think she really is as evil as she comes off with. I believe, I believe. Which is the other know. thing. Like, I can understand being raised by demons and being convinced that, you know, the charm ones are evil, but like, does she actually know what the word good and evil even means? I mean, who lives in caves and has these, you and know, chicken on the floor? Well, pentagrams <laughs> on their robes, like everything points to them being evil, regardless if they're nice to you or not. Like, I just don't, you've got women who are like saving innocence they're saving people right and you think they're right. so it's like what makes them evil it'd be different if they were out there killing people like does she know what the definition of a demon is like i i didn't i don't quite understand exactly what her plan is well this is i think more fault of billy why i start to dislike her after this because i think it's you could only go so much without somebody else being willing to go along with you so I'll leave it at that, Charmies and Rob, because we have future episodes that are going to dive deeper into this. Yes. Well, that concludes this recap portion of the uh, podcast episode. What do you think about the stakes that was presented in, in, in this week? If we're to believe, you know, the triad were these, and, and I guess that they are really this big bad that this whole time have been working underground to cultivate this thing, this, you know, this prophecy I, or whatever they were trying to do with Christy. I want to put it upper level, but the I got to tell you the way that those charmed sisters took them out was like, you're basic. Yeah, <sighs> it really is unfortunate. I do want to put the stakes at upper level this week. I think the kidnapping of Christy was great. I think this double cross between a former member of the triad, 
also the reveal that Christy is this undercover evil person and and just the big battle at the end what i would have loved was for the charm ones to get a few scrapes like i do like that in that first initial like the triad you know threw a fireball and it pushed them back and they hit the you know the bookcase and you know piper goes or phoebe goes to the floor so it looked like that there was a little bit of a fair fight but they could have gotten a little bit scrapey just just a little just a scratch or something like they were not wounded at all in this whole process you know Paige can heal now so they can afford to like get hurt a little bit just to show that the triad is not an easy win but right. they made it an easy win unfortunately and yeah it, it could put them towards the basic dial but no i think the stakes were very upper level the way that they set up on saying goodbyes and all of that they really made this episode seem like this was the fight to the end right and, right and so, the big one yeah yeah all right i know ryan has something to say about these clothes <laughs> it's fashions by ryan well rob yes i do well you already gave a beautiful beautiful description of christie's early lingerie-esque slip where was she going with this like you said that was definitely on the list but the winner i feel like with a beautiful gown that i feel like was very page like page's wedding dress no veil as she did say to henry and she looked beautiful. She looked gorgeous in this dress. And it wasn't too over the top. It was, it was. I think, good was for Paige. Do you think that Paige should have compromised and gave Henry the veil? He really wanted to unveil before kissing his wife. Um, I, I, I'm cool either way. If they're both happy, I'm happy. I just wonder if Paige could have like done that for him. You're, you're right. Isn't it surprising, especially you know, how they write this show that she didn't surprise him with the veil. I think it's just because it was literally the last three minutes of this episode. It really was tackled in at the end of a, a full episode. So well, maybe if know, they had more moments. She, she tells him to cancel the engagement party. He didn't do it. I mean, he obviously was like, she's pissed, but she'll regret it if I don't keep yeah. this engagement party. I just was like, let me just give this to you. I don't know. But I mean, if she has her reasons for not wearing one, maybe it's just too old fashioned. And um, or, you know, oh. some people would say, oh, I'm unwrapping my prize and you are mine oh. now. So uh, Paige is definitely the character to resist a veil. Yeah. It would have been nice if he just gave it to her. I don't know if she just gave it to him. Or a small just... one, like a cutesy little, like maybe like a little hat with one of the, yeah. I don't know. something. So I'm just going to throw in one thing. When they're at the cafe, I really liked Billy's sweater that she was wearing. Oh, that cardigan. Okay, great. Yeah. I liked, I liked the cardigan. I thought she looked cool in that. So I'll, I'll just say that. <laughs> Wonderful. I love that. Yes. Was her hands in her pocket. So underneath. <laughs> No, she actually is one of those women that loves wearing their sleeves over their hands. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that was Fashions by Ryan. Next week on Charmed. Generation X. Generation Hex. Generation. Generation Hex. Generation Hex. Thank you, great. Ryan, for not leaving me hanging. You knew what I was doing. <laughs> that was great. Oh, God. You and were yeah. like, what are you up to? <laughs> for those oh, no. of you that doesn't know, that's that musicality of that was um, 
from Spice Girls. Uh, <laughs> the old the old timers like us will know. Yeah. What was that song? Was that Move Over? Move Over. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was the Pepsi commercial. That's what it was. So. But yeah, Generation X was their line. I just had to put it in there. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. Yes. I don't remember this episode at all. No clue from the title. No idea what's going on. No clue from the title, but I believe this is the episode where Christy is going to not even play it off too well. She starts to really go downhill. We'll see Charmies. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll definitely have another episode for you next Sunday. Uh, Being that this is an even-numbered episode, a game usually follows. But if you've noticed, we haven't really had one in the last few episodes. That is because we have been playing our Charm-themed games live on Instagram Live. So, a lot of fun. We will definitely be putting out some type of notice of when we're going to do this, but we'll definitely have the game posted sometime after this episode is posted. And I will then uh, post the video on Instagram if you don't uh, happen to catch us live to play along. And it will also be posted on Twitter. So if you are following us, Brunch with the Hollowells, all one word, on Instagram, or BWTH podcast on Twitter. Just keep an eye out. We will be playing Never Have I Ever Charmed Edition. Oh boy. So keep a lookout for that. We'll have two more games to play afterwards. So again, if you're not following us on those platforms, make sure to hit that follow. And yeah, thank you, Ryan, for helping me with this episode recap. Of course, Rob and Charmies. Have a wonderful rest of your weekend. Of course. Thank you for listening as always, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Sunday, Charmed returns with the first of its final six episodes. Cupid takes Phoebe on a tour of her past relationships. Can't run from love, Phoebe, you know that. I'm not running, I'm walking. To help her open her heart and learn to love again. I don't think so. Whether she wants to or not. A fresh charm. Sunday at 8, 7 central on the WB. Charmy Confession. All right, so we have just a few confessions that came across our uh, social media platforms from the Charmies. Here's one of them from Twitter. This is from Neenan Holrub. I'm going to be gutted when this ends. She's talking about the podcast. I want to send you a list of my favorite shows just so you two can talk about them after, please. And I responded, I was like, oh, I'm very curious about the list that you've come up with. Definitely share. And so she writes, Buffy and Charmed are my favorite shows, but One Tree Hill, Roswell, Lost Girl, Pretty Little... Do you know Lost Girl? Sounds familiar. Lost Girl was sci-fi. Oh, yes. Okay. Yep, 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 yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, Pretty Little Liars and Gilmore Girls, True Blood, and then Vampire Diaries. 
Wow, that is a very, I mean, great list. Right off the top of your head, would you have done any one of those recap shows? I mean, Buffy, of course. That's definitely my second after Charmed as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Roswell, I, you know, I watched. One Tree Hill, on and off, honestly, on and off. Gilmore Girls, of course, I watched. Um, Buffy really does excite me the most because it's such a deep deep mythos it's still continuing till today so you could do a lot with buffy buffy definitely is my um would be my favorite to do very good i mean they're all great choices though vampire diaries i did start never finished um and i by the way charmy this made us feel so good i i was had a grin ear to ear when i heard this so thank you so much it means a lot that someone enjoys you know your takes on things so i appreciate that so much yes thank you for that uh she concludes with i'm currently rewatching the latest 90210 with my girls and i'm introducing Aww. them to all the great tv shows i've watched as a teen uh out of all of this i think that true blood would be the closest that i would want to recap if i did this again uh I was watching this along with a friend of mine. We would sort of talk about it ever so often throughout the series. And she managed to pick up on a lot of themes that were clearly way over my head. So I don't know if I would do true blood a justice, but exploring that show and talking about it once again, I think would have been, would have, would be really fun to do over on Instagram. We have two. One is from uh, Iman Arch. Arkeles. They say, thank you. I also want to note that when Ryan suggests in the Repo Manor episode that Phoebe should have waited until Leo came back before she moved, I want to note that maybe to us, the viewers, we knew that Leo would be back by the end of the season, but in the Charmed universe, they didn't know when Leo would be back. So they could have found out who they were supposed to battle in a month or on a year or two Mm. years. They didn't really know how long, so I don't think in their mind that Phoebe would have wanted to put her life on hold for Leo when they didn't even know when he would come back. So that's one thing. Would you like to respond? Oh, yeah. Honestly, beautiful take on it. And it does make sense. It's true. We did know that he was coming, that they saved saved some money up, that they were going to get him back. But you're right. It could have been years. So at that thought... Mmm, it makes me think a little. That's what I love when Charmies confess like that. I I agree. I agree in that sense. I guess the only thing would maybe I would still say wait a little while, like till Christy got settled and this whole thing. But yeah, you're right, Charmy. You're right. <laughs> also, when you guys mentioned how how Compage couldn't use her powers fully in the dollhouse, but she could use it in the Gamble episode. I I think that was because the demon sisters were channeling the charm one's power, kind of like siphoning their magic in order to tap into the power of three. I think that's what Piper said as they tried to get the demon sisters to stop channeling them so they can escape the underworld and vanquish them, which they were able to do at the end of the episode. So I do kind of see her point in this, the whole, you know, siphoning or whatnot. My thing is, I I would want that to be more projected in the episode, like have some kind of like 
look or position or chant that you mm. are channeling them instead of just saying, oh, we're taking your power. I just wish that something was kind of showing us that that was happening while they were in miniature size. And yeah. that would definitely be more of a convincing way of just being like, okay, clearly they can't use their powers like they used to. But great point for sure. Totally. Going back to 12 Angry Zend, Billy, uh, Billard uh, underscore Jones says, Ryan mentioned Big Bird goes to China on the 12 <laughs> Angry Zen. That special has never left my mind. Oh, I love that. It was weirdly deep for Sesame Street. Mm. Saw it when I was two and it had the same effect on me. Even so little and not knowing why it made me feel that way. Specifically talking about the song the Phoenix, the Phoenix sings to Big Bird when they finally find her in the end. Totally oh. just made me cry. Don't care how dorky that is because it's beautiful. What she sings, the story she sings kind of just kills me. And then she sent a link to the song uh, and just wanted to say to uh, Ryan, it made me so happy to hear that another adult remembered it fondly. Oh, I'm so happy. That really that really got me emotional that you had such a wonderful memory about it. And this is, I believe, free on YouTube as well, because I did want to check it out again. And it did have a very profound, um, I guess, sticking with me, too, because I'm thinking about it all these years later. So thank you for that. Again, that's the first time I've ever heard anyone else also mention that. So that's amazing. Thank you so much for that. And also, if you do not want to feel like you're alone in the world with pop culture, definitely check out Ryan's podcast, <laughs> Radical Retro oh. Rewind. We talk about stuff that most people either forget about or didn't know anybody else Always. knew. <laughs> yeah, so right. definitely check out the podcast and go down memory lane. I'm telling you, we have knowledge of things that most people feel by themselves with. So you can catch it on there. That's true. And you can get more of Rob and myself because I love talking to Rob in general. So, yeah. Thank you. That's right. <laughs> we also have a voicemail from Kevin, also known as KJizzy87 from Instagram. This is what he had to say about a previous episode. Hello, Rob and Ryan. It's Kevin from Words of the Witches podcast. I just got to tell you, I love that you got to the Last Temptation of Christie episode because I've been waiting for this. I've been waiting for Greg to appear because when you said he didn't appear again after his last appearance in season six, I was like, oh, I know when he comes back. But I didn't want to tell you because I wanted you to be surprised and was kind of re-experience that all over again. So now that you know, yay. Um, and before this episode, we did not get closure with Greg. There was no closing closing scene. Uh, it was just Piper and Leo sleeping together on the couch, Chris moving Leo's arm over, and Greg's like, I'm out. I guess Leo's back in the picture, and he ran out the door, and that's the last we see him until now. So, yeah, and as for the triad, I know you've got some thoughts about that. I've been researching that, but I do have some information as well, so I'll be curious to see how it plays out uh, as you go. So, yeah, this is fun. I enjoy listening to you, and it's always a pleasure, and, yeah, good luck with the rest of the season. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kevin. Well, look at that. He didn't want to ruin a surprise for me. And I honestly did not remember Greg showing up again. And it's funny because I've at least watched season eight. At least I can remember at least three times. 
in my Ooh. lifespan, at least. But I, I'm trying to remember now, did I watch the entire season eight? Maybe I got to a certain episode and I was like, I can't do anymore. And then restarted it back over again. I don't know. Three, including this one or three. And this would be the fourth. This would this would be the fourth. Wow. Wow. More than more than me, I think. But I don't I just didn't remember season season eight. I either just erase it from my mind. I don't know. But I did not remember. I really didn't. So thank you for not spoiling it, because most people would just be like, nope, you're wrong. Greg did appear again, you know, and which is also totally fine. But it was nice to kind of because I swear to you, I watched it and I was like, oh, it's Greg. He hit her. Oh, my God. What's up? You know, I was giddy. So I totally get it. And yes, I will see how the triad explanation pans out and then we'll we'll all compare notes and think about you know how it is or why it is they came back and what they've been doing this whole time and what i read online I, whatever but yeah uh so thank you kevin thank you yeah, for thank that you. <laughs> so thank you again for sending in your confessions guys if you have any other thoughts on today's episode the show or the podcast definitely send us a message you can dm or tweet us and if we have time, we'll definitely uh, talk about it here on the podcast. 